You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. First, let's start with the news of the day. Um, as I'm sure you always, you guys already know, I made a change at the coordinator position. Um, did not come to this decision lightly to be really transparent with you. Um, it's just a personal belief of mine from a leadership perspective. Uh, it is my role to absorb and protect um, those that I work with. Um, and this doesn't feel like that. Um, obviously, I'm not interested in, in assigning blame or deflecting in any way. Um, it's more in my natural nature to absorb, to be quite honest with you. I've been in this role so long, I'm quite comfortable absorbing. Um, so just rest assured um, that this decision was not taken lightly. I got a lot of respect uh, for Matt personally and professionally. It was not easy. Um, but I thought it was necessary. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. This is Steelers Nation Radio. More importantly, the Steelers Blitz simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM. And that was the boss man, head coach Mike Tomlin, from his press conference yesterday, where we got the breaking news that the Steelers made a historic move in uh, firing slash relieving Matt Canada, former office coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers, of his duties. Um, yeah, first time we've seen this since, I believe, 1941. So, yeah, um, <laughs> a big surprise in the sense of this isn't something that we've ever seen. You the Steeler way. It's the not Steeler the Steeler way, right? Well, because when I say Steeler way, I don't even want to say that because it was a time where the Steeler way meant you don't sign free agents. You don't spend a lot of money you know, on available players. And we've obviously seen that shift. Absolutely. So that's why I didn't want to call it the technically still no, the way. way is where you know it has been right. changing. Yeah. But it's, it's like, evolving. man, this was something that we had never in our lifetime seen. And it wasn't that it was completely out of left field as in it wasn't warranted. Because I think that's another layer to this thing that we're about to unpack today. But at the same time, because we have never seen it, it does feel like, whoa, all right, y'all not playing games right now. Like, we like this type of energy in terms of when we always talk about standard being the standard, when we always talk about what we expect from the team and what is the mindset and what is the messaging, at times we know that that can be very layered. It can have a lot of nuance to it. Standard being the standard, Super Bowl being the goal, but at the same time we know there's certain things that have to take place in between that that – can muddy it up a little bit but this particular move right here was one of those ones that i think sent a clear message across the nation that uh yeah whatever we have been seeing 
it is not good enough. And we're not satisfied with the status quo just because of the dynamic of the quote unquote Steeler tradition or the way that we typically operate. So yeah, I was a little bit surprised by it, man. But uh please, please, please. I need to hear from my partner in crime, the one and only Wesley Yola. You know I need to hear you, man. How you living? What was your reaction when the news came out about Matt Canada officially being relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator? Yeah, I mean, I was shocked. Because as someone who is 32 years old and has lived the majority of my life, you know, other than a couple years that I uh, chased employment around right before it brought me back here, this is, as much as the Steeler way has evolved a little bit over the last few years, without a doubt, man, this is just, this is something that is in a way unprecedented. I mean, nine, the 40s were the last, Mozi, Adolf Hitler was still in power the last time, the St- I mean, think yeah, about it, yeah. the last time the Steelers did something like this. This is true. This I is mean, very true. That's how long ago we're talking, like Nazi Germany was a thing the last yeah. time something like this happened. That's how long it's been. I... You know me, I don't like to be hyperbolic. I think it's one thing. Everybody who does what you and I do for a living, they get caught up in the the hyperbole all the time. That's the greatest win I've ever seen. That's the biggest upset I've ever seen. He's the best running back we've ever seen. I that, That drives me nuts about this business is that everything has to be so hyperbolic. But that might be the most surprising break, sports breaking news in Pittsburgh in my lifetime. Now, there's been some more tragic breaking news, right? Okay. In my lifetime in Pittsburgh. We don't need to talk and rehash all the stories and the tree of life and and, and some of these tragic things. But in terms of just point blank sports news, nothing that is life or death or anything like that, like this might be the most shocking breaking Pittsburgh news in my lifetime. So yeah, I was surprised. I'm with you. I'm not sitting here saying it was unwarranted. Yeah. But I was definitely surprised. I thought that if they were going to do something like this, they would have done it earlier in the season. Maybe coming off a bye week, maybe coming off a Thursday game where they have a little more time to reset and recalibrate. So, yeah, on a scale of 1 to 10, I was a 15 on my surprise level when I saw that uh, that announcement come across social media and everything yesterday. Yeah, I mean, when we talk about, you know, the statistics, stuff like that, we've obviously broke that down numerous times. We also said that, hey, we know that this team, that was not their intent. That was not their mindset. They had a very different approach, and it was still very clear what that approach is going to be. They're not trying to outscore you. They're trying to minimize damage, minimize the exposure. And we said, realistically, we had been getting by with it because we were still getting the occasional drives. We had said post-bye week, we even had an uptick in offensive production. We were seeing scoring drives more frequently, especially at the start of games. And up until this past game, this was probably the first time since bye week where we were like, yeah, we won. We, We took a step back. You know, this is one of those ones where we kind of stubbed our toe a little bit. Now, I'm a little surprised at how short of a leash it was in that sense because mm-hmm. what you said is very accurate. Typically, if you're going to make this move, you make it during the bye week. You make it in the first half of the season. You don't wait till you're 6-4 and four in the back half of this thing. You don't thing. wait till Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And on a, like, random day, too. It wasn't like, all right, game ended. You fired it right after Monday the game. Monday It was yeah. like, dude, we woke up Tuesday. And it's like, hey, guys. 9 a.m., here you go. And then it was like press conference, like, whoa, whoa, all right. (laughs) So, okay. (laughs) So when you're talking about, you know, the speed of that, I was very caught off guard by it. But at the same time, 
if you believe in the moniker of, you know, just rip the Band-Aid off, so to speak, this could have been that example right there. Um, I do like the fact that when he was asked, Coach Thomas specifically asked afterwards, what does this mean in terms of the evaluation for Kenny Pickett? He talked about how he's focused on this week, but at the same time, he's not going – the quote he used was urinating on fire. But, <laughs> I and, love and, that. Yeah, in, in layman's terms, what he's probably saying is just like, yo, we're not minimizing and we're not going to ignore that. But at the same time, we know we got this we got to handle right now mm-hmm. too, man. Mm-hmm. And prior to the Canada news coming out, if you think about it, what was discussed? We were all saying the same things. Man, these next seven games are going to be critical for both of those guys. For Canada, if he wanted to prove that he could still be an offensive coordinator in this league. And for Kenny Pickett, if he wanted to prove that he could be a starting quarterback in this league. One of those have been removed from the equation, which now puts even more pressure on the remaining party. No doubt. When you're talking about order of operations from an NFL standpoint, you can't get rid of first-round draft pick before you get rid of inexperienced coordinator. So when we're talking order of operations, he just sent the universal warning shot to Kenny Pickett. Pew, pew. This is that time. It's like, yo, we've had a lot of variables at play. Some are in your favor, some not so much in your favor. But we know the steal away. So for them to break it at this particular time, this comes off more so as no different when we bench Mitch Trubisky three games in and put Kenny out there in the middle of the game. It was more of like, yo, this doesn't seem like it was or schedule. It's like, yo, y'all just said push the little red button. Like, let's go ahead and do it now, man. Bump it. We're not full panic. It's not full desperation, but it is desperate. On our, on our calm, concerned, <laughs> yeah. worried, panicked. We're yeah. a W. We're yeah. worried. Yeah. You know, we're, we're flirting with it. <laughs> because this isn't a characteristic move that this organization typically makes, and you're not making it in a time I think of Buffalo. When Buffalo fired Ken Dorsey, man, they were sitting at 5-5. Five and five. They was dropping games. You're like, bro, yo, wildin'. We sitting at 6-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Still in a playoff spot if the playoffs started this weekend. With a very favorable matchup. Depending on, well, if you're in Cincinnati, you're saying it's favorable as well. So depending sure. on where you're from. Sure. But it but should it, be a favorable matchup, or at least we should feel optimistic about this matchup this weekend. This one this week, and I mean down the, the stretch too. The next couple of ones, we yeah. talked about it, right? Yeah. Outside of Ravens and Seahawks. Those were the two really remaining on the roster or on the schedule where we were like, you know what? We probably won't be favored in these. Mm-hmm. But the rest of these, we got to feel good about them. Or worst case, we're a one-point underdog, one-and-a-half-point underdog, yeah. I'll be interested to see what the lines are now that we removed Canada because Kenny is still here. I don't know how that – Since he is now minus one. Okay. Since I would say, yeah, I wasn't sure how he would – The Steelers yeah. are one-point underdogs, which basically means – Vegas is giving Cincinnati the home field, the home, the field, home field coin advantage. toss. Yeah, yeah. If it was would, a, if it was a neutral location, the Steelers be, would be, be like two and a half point yeah. favorites. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because home, you say neutral. They, yeah, yeah. They give yeah. they give you about three, like three points yeah. for having the game at home. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So like I said, in that sense, man, it just seems like yeah, we're not full on panic. We're not full on desperation because we're still very much in the fight. But that type of move is like, all right, you don't do that unless you're starting to feel something. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those ones where, like you said, order of operations, you can't do quarterback before you do inexperienced coordinator. This is the first round within three years. Mm-hmm. It's not even three years here. It's second year. It's very similar to the Najee Harris situation when people complain about Jalen Warren's usage over Najee or the lack thereof. It's like, yeah, this is still a business. They still have, we call them politics, right? Still Investments. Got, yeah, this is an investment. <laughs> this is a former first rounder from three years. He's in the third year of being a first rounder. They're not going to just move on from that all willy-nilly. They're going to exercise every chance they get 
to see if this guy can't turn into what they think he should be based on where they drafted him at. Now, we'll see, you know, as time continues to elapse, and this is not the first first round that we've experienced this with. Heck, it's not the last first round that we're experiencing this with either, as we can currently see. No doubt. So, in that context, we do have to understand just the timing of it yeah. and how to handle that. But, yeah, this Mad Canada thing, I'm like, woo-cha. Well, you've got, I mean, you've, you, it's easier, it's easy. There's more investment in a first-round pick than there is in a, in a coordinator. Yes. Um, but, yet, Moats, this to me, the first thing that I thought is – like, this is a really bad, but the old line of like, sometimes you got to shoot a hostage. You okay. know what I mean? And I don't mean that in the Mike Tomlin sense of volunteers and hostages, right? But to send a message is that is that old adage. And I listen, you and I are both in our 30s. We have both worked in competitive industries mm-hmm. in our adult lives, right? But I don't care if you're an accountant, if you're someone who does manual labor, if you're a blue collar worker for a living, if you work in healthcare, if you work in education, wherever you might work. I think we all, when you get to our age in life, you've seen coworkers fired, you've seen layoffs and all these different things, right? And what happens when that's the case? Everybody kind of, everyone who's left kind of sits up in their chair a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of look around and you go, oh man, well, if, if they're firing this person or they're letting go of that person, I could be next. It, it's, it sends a message. It makes you straighten up in your chair a little bit. It makes you think, we better get this moving. There's the first one to go. And if this thing doesn't improve, there's going to be more people to go. And that might be me. Um, I think there was, I, I don't think, there has to be some of that in this as well, too, of, like, I don't want to say Matt Canada was a sacrificial lamb. Like, you know, because, again, the, the decision to move on from him in a vacuum is not shocking when you just look at the raw numbers of the Steelers' offense. They are bottom five in, in, in pretty much every important category in offensive metrics in the National the Football League. The reason why people bring it up as him potentially being a scapegoat is, though, because of those numbers, you look at the personnel he had. Correct. And if you remove Correct. any personal feelings out of it, right? When we talk football, we're like, yeah, Yo, you could be emotional or you could be objective, right? If you just take it and look at it strictly objectively— you can make a case that, yeah, man, you might have been the scapegoat because no what have no you doubt. worked with no doubt. outside of feelings, what no have doubt. you really worked with? 100%. You know? And that's the part where, like I said, across the board, this is the order of operations. But the, you're, you're, this is uh, the order of operations. It's like, yo, you can't choose an experienced coordinator over the personnel right now and say, hey, man, the personnel, we don't know what that is yet. 100%. Because personnel per- has more investment in it. Particularly when the yeah. personnel is so young. Yeah. And 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 still uh, unproven in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, Motsi. You know, from time to time, you and I like to draw from other sports examples around the city. The Steelers have a history and a body of work of being the non-knee-jerk franchise. Mm-hmm. Like they don't make decisions like this lightly. Correct. The Pittsburgh Penguins have kind of been the opposite, right? Yeah. They've been a much more knee-jerk franchise. They've been through a lot of different head coaches in this era, despite all the success and that they've season had. Season changes. Because you know why. What's the different sport? Because when the pe- well that too, but when the Penguins are underperforming, you ain't gonna get rid of Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang and all these future Hall of Famers. It's easy to get rid of the coach. It's much easier to get rid of absolutely, the coach. absolutely, hundred percent, bro. That's I mean that's 100%. that's the way it is across sports, yeah. and that's that's part of this as well too. Oh yeah, like you said though, that's the order of operations. It's with the order it, of man. operations. You don't fault it. You just understand that that's business. But don't think this is the end of those order of operations, too, if things don't get moving in the right direction. That's the other part. Because whenever we've talked in the past about the narratives, you have to be careful because narrative, once again, to have you thinking that, yeah, man, we got rid of Canada because he was the issue. We got our guy. Now it's about to be, you know, butterflies and rainbows. 
And it's like, no, this is still very much even more so an evaluation on Kenny going forward. It's even more pressure on him to not regress any further. Because right now we're saying that, hey, for it to have gotten to the point where we're firing coordinators, where we're still looking at these numbers of less than 400 yards of total offense, less than 30 points scored, as you've heard us say on numerous occasions, I've never seen a coach come out on that field and do anything. Never. Seen one guy stand on the field and then hop off the field right when the guy was running, but he still never made the tackle. <laughs> I, was, I was literally just okay? thinking that. I was going to say ne- coaches all the time. Yeah. I've never seen him make the tackle. Okay? So I'm saying. Never seen him throw the ball. Never seen him catch the ball. So in that vein, it's like, yeah, man, it's still going to be more pressure on Kenny to ultimately come out here and produce and show that he also was not the issue because Correct. that's what this is now. We're trying to figure out, okay, let's remove this variable. Let's see what's the next variable. So that's why it's going to be, like that, I said, important for him. That next variable is the quarterback. Correct. I mean, the meat shield is yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said. <laughs> the meat shield is gone, yeah. The meat shield is gone. I'm going to say, that, that was the vest. We, we took the vest but, off now. It's no, yeah. Like you've said, too. Just because, like, there's a balance there. It Just is. because Matt Canada is gone now doesn't mean you suddenly think, okay, Kenny Pickett, you're going to go throw for 300 right. yards and three touchdowns that every week. That is not the case, or but, it shouldn't be the case. But like you said, yeah. the regression better stop, and mm-hmm. there better be, even if it's a half step forward, there you better just, be something Like you said, we, we can't keep coming in here repeating the same mistakes. That's the definition of insanity, right? And at this level, we talk about it. You better not continue to have the same issues. You better find a new problem. We can make a case at times. It's like, yo, it's time to get a new issue. And this shot right here that just happened to Canada, the only reason why you hear the urgency in my voice now is because we just saw this headshot. You've been through some staff coaching changes in your time in Buffalo, too. And Arizona also. And Arizona as well. You don't typically get this type of stuff without them saying, yo, the pressure is turned up now. We're not waiting around anymore. And, We're not going to waste time. And you heard Mike Tomlin say that yesterday. We're not yeah. grading on a curve all of a sudden. Yeah. There ain't no bell curve. No, nah, because that was the other thing, right? It's like, okay, well, you've got rid of Canada. Now we have Faulkner and uh, Mike, Mike Sullivan, Sullivan here. Yep. Do we drop down the scale for Kenny because of this? And it's like, the nope. expectations are still the expectations, still man. Still the same. And that's the part where we all have to understand that. And if we want this team to go where we need them to go, we got to rally. We got to hope this dude's going to continue to develop. But if not, just understand how this thing is going to start the roll, man. I completely agree. This is not a alleviation. Correct. In fact, yeah. it's it's maybe that magnifying glass mm-hmm. has gotten a little bit bigger. That spotlight has gotten yeah. a little bit brighter. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. But um, we're going to take our first break, man. I do want to get some more of your... uh. Thoughts, though, your comments and your concerns, your feedback, megawatts, power grid, easiest way to do that is to hit us up on X, formerly known as Twitter, and the users are at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And it's that simple, man, but don't touch that. Dallas art the most, and it's Wesley Euler, and this is Stills Nation Radio, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM.
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, second segment, man. Steelers Nation Radio, Steelers Blitz, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM. And uh, we've been reacting to the breaking news that dropped yesterday, a couple hours prior to Coach Tomlin doing his press conference, where we uh, found out that former Steelers offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's... You see, it's, it's a lot to say. It's like real wordy. I was like... Yeah, and that just I... happens quick, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was like... Former. Former offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt Canada, has officially been relieved of his duties, um, i.e. fired, right? Or a.k.a. fire, however you want to put that. I do like how we've kind of stopped using that word as much in society because, it, it I mean, it's it's harsh. I got fired. You got relieved of your duties. You got let go. That's the one I always like. I, you got let go. You know, I wasn't always married. And I always think back to, like, it was a time where I had to, like, walk away from a situation. And it reminds me of, like, when people would say things like, it's not you, Wes, it's me. Anyone ever told y'all that before? It's you, not you. Did you ever have a girlfriend tell you that? It's me. Yeah, I got that. First time I got my heart broken when I was 16 years old. She said, it's not you, it's me. I just I got a lot going on. I'm on a couple soccer teams. You, you, you've you know, been I relieved just... of your duties. That's It's not you, it's me. It's Versus true. if I, I don't want to be with you, I'm dumping you. That's like, yeah, you're fine. I dumped you. We broke up. We're not together. Leave me alone. Get out of here. Uh, it's like, do you want to rip the Band-Aid yeah, off? Or yeah. do you want it to just hang on there for it's a just, couple days? Ca- casually fall you off the hairs. shower with it on a couple yeah, times yeah. and it falls off and goes down the drain and clogs everything up. No, that's definitely the dynamic, man, um, when you talk about the wording. But um, I'm not against it, man, because in all seriousness, as a player who has been a part of this profession, nine years professionally playing and now obviously covering the team for five years, yeah, man, I'm very in tune with the human element of it. Um, it's something that I've talked about multiple times, even when we're just talking about players being released, right? If it's a star player, we're more empathetic. If it's a practice squad guy, we look at him and laugh. And it's like, no, nah, he still has a family. He still has a, you know, career aspirations. He has feelings. He has emotions. Might have to move. Yeah, might have to absolutely. find a different career path. All I'm these like, things. Yeah. Matt Canada, similar boat, man. He's a person. He's a he's married. He's, he's, a, married he's a husband. Kids. He's a like, father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's a he's a man. He's a son. Now like he's got it's multiple things. His life and, and it's during yeah. the holiday season too. So we still want to be at least respectful of that, or at least we would hope to. But at the same time. I've also, you know, throughout my previous experience over these past two weeks, have become really, uh, I don't know, cynical about some of this stuff. So, yeah, part of me doesn't even want to believe in anybody. It's a good word. Which cynical. I really don't. So, yeah, people going to act how they're going to act with it. It is what it is. It sucks. But, you know, the haters going to hate. So let them hate. Let them get their moment. And, yeah, when it comes back, it comes back. So for Matt Canada, man, we do wish him the best. No, all the best. You know? And we do. I... I didn't have a ton of interaction with him. I'm not a reporter who's down there every day, but you guys know we we spend a lot of time in those circles around training camp, traveling on the road, things like that. Matt Canada was always very nice, always very – and for a guy, too, who could have been very standoffish and very – man, everyone in this town just dumps on me all the time. Listen, it could very well be like that because – I get it. He would stay. I get it, Every man. training you camp practice, he would like stay that, and sign autographs and talk mm-hmm. to fans. I've seen him on the road at hotels get stopped by people and yeah. and stop and talk and take pictures. He could have very easily given the double middle fingers, oh, the yeah. double birds, he, and he, said, screw could, all these and people. And walked around flexing on people like, man, I'm better but at my job than you at your job. He's, like, he he could have done that. From yeah. from start to finish, he's handled it the right way. I'm, I'm glad you said that, too. You nah, can, without a doubt, man. You can think that that's best for the team while yes. also still not urinating 
urinating on the fire, like Correct. Mike Tomlin said. Correct. And we let's let's be adults yeah. about it. And that's my thing. It's like, yo, we do acknowledge it. We do understand. In terms of were you varsity, were you good enough for your job at this level? No. And that's part of this business. It's a results based business. It's a competitive business. And it's a what have you done for me lately business also. Mm-hmm. So we understand all of that and we've seen it on numerous occasions. What have you done for me lately? That goes back to Ben Roethlisberger, right? In terms of when we moved on from him versus what he had done throughout his career. So we've seen it throughout the league. That is the circle of life. That's the NFL. Some people, the life lasts a lot longer than others, but that's just the reality of it. But um, before we went to break, though, we did, uh, you know, what's the proper word? I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll dumb it down. We did ask for your participation, okay? <laughs> I was going to say, you know, some other words. But it's like, yo, we did ask for your participation in terms of some of your thoughts, comments, concerns on the move of Matt Canada being relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator and just your overall thoughts on the situation. Um, we did get some tweets come in, so we yep. do want to, you know, take some time while we're in the moment to acknowledge some of that stuff right now. So in the words of Big Red, because uh, he's still employed, if I believe. He is, yeah, although he's under a little scrutiny. Yeah, okay. But Andy? Time's yours. I mean, Andy, when we go trade for a wide receiver at the deadline, I mean, what were we thinking? All right. What were we thinking? All right. They got the Swifty power. They're going to be all right. I mean, Mike Evans would look real good in a Chiefs uniform Listen, right they, now. They got, they got Swifty power. They'll be fine. The Swifties are and undefeated. Andre Hopkins would look real good in a Chiefs uniform the right now. The Swifties are undefeated. Just give it time. Can they play wide receiver? Annie tweets us and says, <laughs> You guys... <laughs> You guys are spot on. This is a standard business move. It's common to change project managers when the project is troubled. To set expectations, though, that might take the project from a D level to a C-plus level because you can only do so much midstream. I wouldn't suddenly expect Kenny Pickett to morph into Joe Montana. And I think that you're absolutely right in terms of your assessment. The problem is, Annie, not everybody is able to have – uh, these, you know, guarded expectations like how you're uh, talking about. We talked about this from preseason, right? OTAs, the expectation was, man, we're trying to have an offense that is good enough, right? It's not going to turn the ball over. It's going to, you know, flirt around that 20-point range. We had three preseason games, and that expectation went from that to we're going to average 30, <laughs> Kenny's going to throw for 500 yards a game, MVP. and all this other stuff. And it was like, bro, what? George so, Pickens going to be the best receiver in yeah. football. Kenny's going to be an MVP candidate. And now we get back to, you know, a little bit of what we call NFL reality. And we've had some adversity. Still winning, but adversity. So now you have this move. I do hope that Steeler Nation does take the similar approach as you, Annie. That, yes, do we expect an uptick in certain elements? Sure. Because the uptick I expect is not necessarily from a schematic standpoint because it's still the same playbook. You think Eddie Faulkner, do you think Mike Sullivan on Tuesday slash Wednesday of game week in November are just going to magically have a whole new set of calls, whole They're new set of verbiage? a whole new system in just a couple days of practice. It's not happening. It's going to still be the same playbook, but it's going to have their flavor on it in terms of how they might call certain things. Uh, case in point, Matt Canada, we know in short yardage he likes to either go QB sneak, he likes to do a jet sweep motion or give it on the jet sweep. For Eddie Faulkner, for Mike Sullivan, it might be more we're going to go 21 personnel, we're seeing downhill runs, or we're going 12 personnel and we're seeing, you know, fast to the flat trying to beat you that way. But either way, they're all going to be calls that were already installed in this playbook. So in terms of what are we expecting, I hope we get a better flow in terms of when there is adversity taking place. Case in point, we saw last week, we could not 
get the screen game going because we would free release our running back and not hit the blitzer. And then before the running back would turn around, the blitz was in Kenny's face. Mm-hmm. But then you look at Green Bay, similar things were happening, and the difference was we went to wide receiver screens to Deontay Johnson, fast release Jalen Warren out the backfield on um, on a fast release to the flat routes. Okay, Very different in terms of the style of play. But at the same time, very similar. You're trying to get a quick hitter. Difference was in Green Bay, I feel like, I don't know if that was an adjustment he made or if that was already predetermined coming in. Whereas this week, it looked like the flavor was going to be, instead of the fast releasing the back to the flat, we were trying to get him screened in the line of scrimmage, which is fine, but it had to be blocked up a little bit better. Or the timing with running back and quarterback, if you're not going to hit that blitz, it had to be better. So for what I want to see in terms of immediate improvements, it's just in that situation right there. When we are giving up pressure... What is the safety valve? What is the hot? What is the built-in that Kenny's going to have to get the ball out easily? That was one of my bigger issues last week. I think if we get that, that is a step in the right direction. I also would like to see our running game continue. Yeah, lean on those guys. To look like that. And I do anticipate us getting more because Eddie Faulkner, running back's coach, is now offensive coordinator. Typically, you lean on your guys. Typically, you go with what you know, with, yeah, right? <laughs> you lean on your guys. You're like, bro, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not Kenny's coach. Um, the running backs coach, mm-hmm. Najee and Jalen have spent been months in the room with Deontay and George Pickens. Eric, I spent it with look, Najee and Jalen. Y'all been loving on Jalen, right? Okay, so who do you think you're gonna get a lot more of now? Our buddy uh, Matt Williamson, mm-hmm. who you know worked as a scout in the NFL, worked at, at Pitt and Akron as a scout, ESPN for ten years. He's got a very global view of the NFL. Yes. I was listening to him and Dale yesterday. Matt said he thinks Jalen Warren's a top 10 running back in the entire league right now. I mean, he has the talent to be. I think the big thing is— Just with the way he's playing right right. now. Yeah, because the thing is this. It's like when we say top 10, we're saying top 10 based on what we think if we're projecting this thing out. We can't say top 10 based on what he's done full body at work because he hasn't done enough. Just his current form right right now. But it's like, yes, he does have that potential. The difference between the top 10s versus everybody else is the consistency. We've seen Najee have a game where he's looked like an elite top five running back. We've seen Jalen have games where he's looked like a top 10 guy, right? Mm-hmm. But the question is, what separates those guys from them is the ones that do it each and every week. No different than the quarterback conversation, right? We've seen every quarterback make NFL-level throws. Otherwise, they would have never gotten a chance. But the difference is the greats, they do it all the time. The elites, they do it all the time. The really good, it's like, yo, they're always in there. You As know Marshawn I mean? Lynch would say, over facts. And over and over facts, and man. Over and facts. Over but he and definitely over has the talent. I mean, I'm watching Joe Mixon cook Patrick Queen, and I'm saying to myself, Joe Mixon is our combo of Jalen Warren and Najee. I was like, because he has the size and the in between the tackle running ability of Najee, but he has the explosiveness and the ability to beat you in the pass game like Jalen Warren. And I'm like, man, at least we got Jalen though, mm-hmm. because that still gives me it's another element. Another element, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But. Yeah, 100%, man. Jalen definitely has the potential to be that. We just got to keep seeing it. But I'm loving what I'm seeing from him thus far. Steeler rocker, our buddy Jay in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Says, feels like this is our Brady-Belichick moment. Uh... <laughs> what I mean is, this is where we find out, was it the coach, was it the quarterback, was it a combination of both? Hope Kenny shows, like Shaggy said, wasn't me. <laughs> But again, you're not going to know that right away. Like, I agree in, in the spirit of, of what Jay is saying. But I don't again, think that's accurate. Like you don't, you, you don't think you can know right away? I think if we still are watching this game two, three weeks from now, and we're still two, seeing, two, Kenny, weeks from and now. We're still seeing yeah. Kenny miss yeah. on routine throws, 
We're still seeing Kenny not have consistent pocket awareness, and we're still seeing him not have a ability to consistently hit the deep ball. I think we will be able to know. You know, last week that was, wasn't rock bottom, but you can make a case that they made this move because of how it looked. I mean, it looked bad. That's we know this. I. I you know we say this all the time. Steelers fans fans are spoiled. The conversation literally was, should Mason Rudolph be starting? Think about that. Outside of them firing Matt Kennedy yesterday, that would still it, be the conversation it, that we'd be having today. If it wasn't, you're absolutely right. If it wasn't for that hook and ladder play the Steelers ran on the last play he of the game, less than he has less passing. than 100 yards passing. And you're right. We're, we're having a very different conversation. So when we say, like, yo, this move... I'm like, yo, if it looks like how it's been looking, yes, you will know. You, <laughs> you will know. definitely yeah. know. I just meant as it relates yeah. to this Sunday oh, against Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah, like, but you, but you, it's a seven-game yeah. sample size, which is a big enough yes, sample size. Yes, 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 man. Absolutely. One thousand percent. I'm, I'm with you on that. And yeah, I mean, yeesh. Steelers fans have not experienced. Well, Steelers fans our age and younger, correct, have not experienced rock bottom. Correct. Rock bottom is what the Carolina Panthers are going through right now. Yes. What the New York Jets are going through right what, now. What the you Texans have gone through at times. You can't claim rock bottom. What the, the Detroit Lions, who haven't won a playoff game since Motsi and I were in diapers. The Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> we were part of rock bottom. <laughs> we were definitely part of rock bottom. <laughs> All right. You, you, you do the not Cle- know the rock Browns. bottom. The Cleveland Browns. Steelers fans my age do not know rock Absolutely bottom. Absolutely not. But in terms of, I mean, geez, don't tell me you're rock bottom when you'd still be in the playoffs if it started this weekend. All right, look, six and four is our rock bottom. We, bougie. we, of, we bougie rock bottom. In terms bottom, okay? of offensive performances, yeah. that was rock bottom for sure. Uh, you want a couple more? You want to go to break and, and get a few more in at the end of the hour? Yeah, let's go to break, get a few more in because we know obviously when we come back to, uh, second hour, we are going to have Brian Batco from the Steelers, uh, uh, from the Pittsburgh Post uh, Pittsburgh Gazette joining us as well. So we want to make sure we got the clock Oh yeah, on time. You know, so if y'all got any more of those comments, concerns, man, around the Matt Canada relieving of responsibilities as offensive coordinator, drop it in the Twitter.com at TheBody52 at Wesley Euler. But don't touch that dial because when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. And you don't want to do that. Arthur Most, Wesley Euler, Steelers Blitz, ESPN 970 AM. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, final segment of the first hour for today's show on Steelers Nation Radio. Simon Castle on ESPN 970 AM. And we have been uh, reacting to the news about Matt Canada being officially relieved of his duties yesterday around 9 a.m. was when uh, I think we first got the announcement. Yep. And then uh, obviously still his head coach Mike Tomlin came and uh, confirmed everything via press conference. We obviously played the audio from that. We will start out the top of the next hour with that as well for the new crowd, you know, so y'all can get a chance to catch up on everything. But uh, did have a couple of tweets remaining, you know, surrounding this, and we did want to, like I said, do our due diligence with this because this is historic. Like I said, first yeah. time since 1941. Since the 
Model T Ford. There you go. Was was That's out there. It's a little there, more cheery you know? than what I brought up yeah, earlier. Yeah. I'm so like I think 1940s. I think World War II. It's like I mean, God, dog. You may talk about Pearl Harbor. You know? I mean, it's like, have you heard of like baseball? You know, there's a baseball ah, thing going yes. on, right? Who won the World right. Series okay. in 1941? Right. Oh, yeah. It was Curly Monroe right. on the mound against Old Bob Slinger. Okay. So it's a lot of these we can talk about. Salisbury. Okay. If I'm going to be the one bringing up 1941, I might even just Google historic events in 1941 not involving <laughs> said individual from across the pond. All right. Jeez. Uh, historic events in in uh, 19... Wait, hold on. What's going on here? What, I, say, I don't even know what date you even typed in right there, man. Yeah, the first thing that comes I already up, know. Pearl Harbor I already bombing know. You got to skip, skip all of that. Okay. We're, we're looking for like... Put up sports events. If you need to pull up Let's sports events in 1941, man. Let's Jeez. see here. Let's see here. Uh, ah, Peter Rabbit. Elmer, uh, there Peter we go. Rabbit was released. Sh- shout in out to Peter Rabbit. A classic. We haven't seen this happen since a classic like Peter Rabbit was released. All right, give me another one. Give me another one. Uh, let's see. Come on, now we got here. some more heat in there. Uh, Academy Awards. There we go. There we go. Yeah, shout Alfred out to the Hitchcock's Rebecca won Best Picture in Alfred 1941. Alfred Hitchcock. Come on, man. We know he's a goat when we talk about the film industry. Shout out to Alfred, Hitch- Alfred Hitchcock. Now, baby. see, here's one that you and I would like. Captain America Comics began uh, yes. in 1940. Well, there we I, go. I guess that that co- there we go. coincided there we with go. there. Yeah, that, there we go. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Citizen Kane premiered. Okay, okay. You know, one of the most, uh, Thank what, you. I think, celebrated Thank you. movies of all time. Joe DiMaggio, 56 Shout out to Joe. game hitting streak. Shout out to Joe. 56 straight Shout games getting a hit. Joe. Let's see. That's impressive, okay. I tell you so what. So like I said, man, it's, it's plenty that we go harp on. It's yeah. positive, man. Yeah. We got good energy from yeah. 1941. We're going to bring up the other guy, it's like all these other positive. I see you got to keep scrolling too. I was like, it's crazy. Every, everything on Every, here is World War II related. Literally everything up here. I'm like, bro. Uh, Dumbo <laughs> came out in 1941. Shout out the Dumbo. Pinocchio as well too. Shout out the Pinocchio classics. Childhood staples. Ah, the Battle of New York. Mozi, the New York Yankees defeat the Brooklyn Dodgers. Come four on, games shout to out one. The four New games to one in the, in the World Series. New York. Uh, Mount Rushmore was finally finished after 14 years of work. Took them long enough. Let's go. It's a classic. Though. I tell you what, that's a long project. See, right you should have brought that up. Yeah, Mount Rushmore being, you know, finally completed. Yeah, after 14 years. Everything on here is World War II. Literally everything. everything. We're all... in December, and it's like bonus material. It. <laughs> it's like, yo, give that's me bonus. I don't need bonus material about the war. I got it. I got, I got it. it. I'm good. All right. That's I'm, enough. Yes. That's fine. I'm so, good. there we have it, guys. A lot of positivity. Okay? A lot of positivity right there. Oh. So... Let's wrap up with these last couple of tweets, man, to, uh, to end this hour. Yes, please. Uh, G Rob, though. And I tell you what, G Rob, it's good to have you back in the no, fold. Big facts, I mean, man. one of our OGs. Big facts. Uh, says, uh, you know, this Matt Canna decision definitely, I think, has positive optics be- beyond Kenny Pickett in the offense. It shows certain players, like TJ Watt, the intention to stop the spinning and recognition of the sense of urgency we've all been feeling. Plenty of football left to trend up. Yeah, that's a great thing that you uh, bring up right there, too, with the TJ Watt element of it, because that has been part of the criticism right you'll hear people say man you're wasting away our star players golden years right you're wasting away cam you're wasting away minka and to an extent there was some validity behind those statements but now as we are seeing that yeah they're not gonna accept this we're putting that message out there throughout the organization and one of my favorite things that coach Simon would always say is i might be talking to him but i'm talking to everybody in here all right don't think that this message does not apply to you don't think that because Matt Canada is the guy that, you know, got the proverbial headshot that the rest of these people 
are you know immune to these similar situations. It's in, like, in fact, it's the opposite. It's it's a hundred percent the opposite. If they're gonna go with that first, if that's the first move, they're letting you know that hey. Yeah, anybody like, under it's a lot of people that fall under offensive coordinator in terms of value, in terms of hierarchy on the, the team. The buck man. doesn't stop there, right? Yes. Uh, Wolf brought up a great example earlier. He said, you know, we all remember in 1984, I think it was, the Steelers cut Franco Harris in training camp, and Wolf was like, "You should, you could feel the reaction in the room mm-hmm. when 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 we all found, when we all came in the one day and heard that Franco had been released. It was like, oh my, if they're getting rid of him, mm-hmm. they can get rid of all of us, anybody." And uh, there's there's some of that in play here as well too for sure. No, 100 percent, man, 100 percent. Well, we got yeah, we got plenty more tweets, but mo- a lot of them are Thanksgiving related and things and we're gonna like talk that. some Thanksgiving. We saving yeah. that to the end though, oh, all right? Yeah. Because oh, I'm gonna yeah. be hungry when we get up out of here. But don't touch that down. When we come back, man, it will be the top of the hour. And this is Arthur Moss and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S and T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.